join us as we take a look behind the scenes with the independent musicians of Louisiana. Learn about upcoming projects before they drop. Experience the rich heritage of iconic venues and get first-hand accounts of exclusive events. Musicians are remarkable people. Get to know them, their struggles, and the inspiration for their art. NewOrleansMusicians.com is dedicated to uplifting the artists and providing them with the tools necessary to elevate their craft. We shine a spotlight on them, as well as highlight the music scene and educate everyone with our interviews, album reviews, and music scene news. This is NewOrleansMusicians.com. All right, so um, we'll start with uh, your childhood, when you were growing up, and what kind of music you were first listening to. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of old a lot of old music. My parents were very uh, very appreciative of even music like before before they were alive. So a lot of like classic New Orleans music, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and then obviously like stuff like you know just the Beatles and you know, uh, Led Zeppelin and Simon and Garfunkel and um, a lot of like show tunes and... Um, They're just all over the map. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of different stuff, which is like the best. I mean, I'm so like, so appreciative of that just because, uh, you know, having a wide, you know, variety of stuff, that's kind of a lot of us in the band, like we, we uh, especially with the stuff that we've been trying to write and record, like trying to focus on having a good variety of stuff, not just doing like sure. one kind of thing, you know, yeah. especially with New Orleans, there's a lot of, there's a lot of leeway, you know, a lot of world music inspired kind sure. of stuff. A lot know? of different cultures. Yeah, Afro-Cuban <coughs> kind of beats and um, so we try to kind of incorporate that, you know, yeah. that's the, that's the did you stuff. Did you gravitate towards any one genre specifically or? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I, I it's I, I don't know it kind of goes like in a a cyclical kind of way like I, I'll focus on certain styles mm -hmm. you know like um, and then kind of just gravitate towards other styles like I'm right now like listening to a lot of um, a lot of like classic like soul so like you know um, Al Green and Otis Redding and and, sure. and that kind of stuff and but I mean I love like Dumpster Funk and I love um, yeah we were just listening to John Cleary a little bit earlier and um, I kind of go back to like you know a lot of like um, a lot of, a lot of like OG rock and roll though I do love some uh, some some nice uh, some Beatles or some you know, yeah classic sure. stuff but yeah it's it's i jump around a lot but like that's that's you know that's what it's for I sure guess, you know? sure um was uh how many people were in your family i have uh three brothers oh wow okay yeah and so then a lot both of, my parents a lot yeah. of different music styles yeah a lot of yeah different people yes yeah anyone uh, playing uh, any instruments in school or otherwise yeah so my, my mom played piano mm -hmm. uh when she was a kid um and so she was always kind of not like forcing us to play or anything but she was always kind of she she wanted us to to be to have a wide variety of you know stuff that we could do i guess sure um so she was always you know subtly pushing mm -hmm. pushing music and art and, and that kind of stuff which i you know which obviously worked out and my older brother plays guitar and he plays in the band with us okay um 
and one of my little brothers has been learning guitar as well um, the last couple of years. But like me and my older brother started guitar at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I was like 10 or 11 and he was 14 about. Um, and so we kind of have been doing it together, which is, you know, that's that's like the best way because sure. you have somebody else. And, you know, it's, especially it's like my older brother. So you look up to somebody like that. You know? Yeah. Um, and we were always... Um, you know interested in music and always listening to music and um, it was never something that was like a planned thing to be like oh, I want to be a musician but as as we got older and it kind of made more sense I guess uh, you know but yeah. how, how much older is he than you he's uh, f four years about four years yeah yeah did he was he in a band was he like the first person in your family to be in a band yeah yeah so he he played um, in some bands like in high school um <coughs> when he was in high school and um and i i went to like all of his his stuff and um and i, I was never super I, I never thought i would be doing that eventually right um and it kind of took that uh him and the the drummer our drummer now connor uh they kind of were trying to like push me into to doing it because i mean um they enjoyed it and like I had never done it so it was more of a like yeah. I don't know um, you were able to go see them perform yeah yeah okay so I, that kind of definitely opened me up a little bit and um, and then I started playing together with them and then we kind of um, gradually just have added you know people to the mix and sure you know yeah, yeah. so that was a very like real natural approach very gradual and natural yeah. approach it wasn't like i have to do that let me get this let me yeah. do that yeah it's kind of turned into that now i'm like all right this is definitely the the this is what i want to do yeah but um it, it took a, a little minute for me to to get there but sure yeah sure and uh are you your own guitar what are you playing i play um bass mainly and i sing okay um and I play, I started on guitar, so I play guitar as well, and I play a little piano. I got you. Um, but yeah. Uh, what's your mainstay? Is it bass? Yeah, bass, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've started, um, so I played guitar since, yeah, like 10 or 11, um, and it was originally me and my, my older brother on guitar, um, and we had our, our buddy Reese playing bass, and uh, Reese moved out of town, and so we needed somebody to play bass. Yeah. Um, and that was, right before uh right before the pandemic sure. so i've been playing bass for like two years almost yeah. three years something like that was it a rough transition for you yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yeah there's i mean it, it wasn't that bad but you know especially going from like you have the mindset of like oh i'm a guitarist you know yeah and then you have to switch <clears throat> um but i think it was definitely the the best thing that that could have happened because Especially like listening to to specific music, like you know, you listen to if you play guitar, a lot of people listen to guitar. You know, um, when you when you switch instruments too, like at, for me at least, I, I'm I'm not I'm listening to to other things that I probably wouldn't have been okay. focusing on. Sure, it you know, changes before, your perspective. Yeah, 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 just like getting a whole like now that I I've you know I can I can kind of jump between instruments. You you're listening to the the whole sound differently you sure. know what i mean um instead of like oh, i'm gonna take a solo right here it's like oh i need to like play something on bass that kind of just like sits in the background for them to take a solo yeah you know? and then you're 
it kind of just yeah it makes you at least it's it's helped me kind of realize the whole like structure of sure the yeah sound, i mean yeah. you got a different job in the in the band exactly so to speak. You, yeah you're, uh, it's a more rhythmic instrument and you're more responsible for the cohesiveness yes uh, of, of the group sometimes you got to hold it down like you're yeah. talking about instead of taking the lead where you would with a guitar yeah I assume so how old were you when um you finally started performing in front of anyone um why well, we so uh my brothers and I did all this, we, we used to do like, um, they had like a talent show at, you know, our school. So we would do that, um, but it was only like singing. We never really like played instruments until I got really older. Mm -hmm. um, but more like publicly stuff, um, I was probably 17 or 18. Okay. Um, with my older brother Tucker and our drummer Connor um you know just like we did like a um like a uh, a wedding shower you know for like a, a family member just sure. just you know um nothing paid or anything but once you start once I started doing that I was like all right this is definitely something that I enjoy um you know and then you know you get more serious about it yeah. after after a couple of years of doing it and we got Dalton in and um but yeah so probably probably 17 yeah something like that okay but you um so when you i mean to perform in front of a talent show to me is is, is a performance yeah, you know? yeah i mean it, it you know it takes nerve and somebody to be able to get up on stage and yes. do anything like it went when y'all were alone you sure. know what i'm saying because yeah that's very true you, you know you get nervous and, and uh, all that stuff but you kind of work those kinks out before you got to doing your own shows outside yeah. of school or family or things like that. Yeah, not definitely not purposely, but it, it worked out that way, which sure. is, which is great. Yeah. I mean, um, and I was always, I think most most of us in the in my family were kind of like that anyway. Um, my dad's a teacher, so like he's you know he's very uh, comfortable you know talking in front of people. And, sure. Um, so I've, I'm sure definitely some of that. You know, I got some of that from from him, and um, yeah, because we were like seven. Or, I was seven or eight. We did like a um, dressed up as the Blues Brothers. So like, my older brother was one of the Blues Brothers, and yeah, then, yeah so fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, with y'all's music now with this band, um, actually, before I start into that, why don't you yeah. give me uh, tell them the name and give me a rundown who's in playing what? Yeah. So <clears throat> the band is Pocket Chocolate. Um, which is whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> we get a lot of different, uh, different possible answers for that. But yeah, Pocket Chocolate and um, I'm Gabe. Uh, I play um, bass, some guitar and some, some uh, piano and I sing. Uh, my older brother Tucker plays guitar. Um, Connor plays drums. Um, and we've, we've been playing together for like four or five years now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, Dalton plays keys and percussion. Um, and then we have five horns, um, Luke, Mike, Luke on tr uh, saxophone, Mike on trumpet, Sal, who I went to high school with on trumpet, Garrett, who I went to high school with on saxophone, and then Guy on saxophone. Wow, yeah. a lot of people. In it's there. a lot of people. 
it's uh and it's been it's been um very there's obviously some difficulty just keeping everybody on the same page and sure you know what i mean so but it's it's great because it it teaches you how to like work with a lot of people you know and yeah. like that's super important especially with with the band like if you're in a band with a bunch of people you have to know how to like work with people and you have to kind of figure out different ways to to deal with certain people and you know because that i mean that's that's half of it is just like sure trying to keep it up make sure everybody's yeah, on the same lot. page and for performances i would imagine it's a little harder but y'all are y'all are in the process of doing an album right now correct yeah we just recorded um an ep um and then probably in the next few months towards the summer we're gonna start working on more like a a full-length uh full-length album which will be like our first you know original music that we've released so we're pretty we're pretty pumped yeah it'll yeah. be fun um are y'all getting together all at once to record are y'all taking advantage of being able to lay down different sections at different times yeah so kind of both um but we went to um for the ep we went to diamond sounds um and kind of all together uh, did like a live live recording of okay. uh, four originals and then one or two covers um, and then we're going to kind of narrow it down just like what sounds best to us mm -hmm. to release um, but yeah we love like the live stuff like playing live and um, especially like in New Orleans you know like we play a lot on Frenchman Street and um, the live stuff to, to me at least is like that's the the best, you know. Oh, what I mean? sure. Yeah. That's how music is, in my opinion. Like, obviously, I love, um, you know, studio recordings, and you know, um, but to me, like, the live stuff is the. That's 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 music to me. It's an immediate response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, um, just getting into like, you know, jam a lot of jam bands and stuff like that. Almond Brothers. I'm a big Almond Brothers fan, and um, like, listening to those like live. Fillmore East albums and um, you know this that kind of stuff is like getting like a response out of the crowd that's yeah. there's nothing better than that so yeah but yeah I've seen a, a same band more than once I've seen the same band perform um, under different conditions I guess you would say whereas uh, one night the crowd was thick and, and enthusiastic yeah. and another time it was almost empty yeah. and you could if you couldn't even see the crowd for both of those performances, you could tell which one had more people there. Right. They kind of feed off of each other, and I, I get that, you know. Hundred percent. It's, it's um, I mean, everybody's, everybody's trying to get a uh, five minutes of uh, attention or yeah. fame or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah, it's better than a Facebook like or something. Yeah, you know? like for you, sure. You see the look on people's faces or something, you know. Definitely. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I've never asked anybody this before. Uh. Okay, so I wrote a song one time and um, recorded it, and then uh, I, I think I called it Sunday because it just reminded me of uh, relaxing on a Sunday, like let's say at the lakefront or something, yeah. you know. And I brought it to somebody and let them listen to it, and be damned if he didn't say, it reminds me of relaxing on a Sunday. I felt <laughs> like I just had a Jesus moment, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? A, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was speechless for yeah. a moment, you know? Um, so I guess in that capacity, 
in some of the music that you write and and play for others do you feel like you're able to communicate with your instrument do you know what i mean yeah a, a, a vibe or an attitude or yeah you, definitely you know what I mean? yeah i think i think too like going back to talking about like different styles of music like trying to trying to combine um the stuff that we like into like forming our own sound you know and mm -hmm. and doing that with our own songs um has been super fun because like we've the only only since uh maybe the past year we've really been like getting down and writing our own stuff and sure coming up with our own composition and and having you know specific parts for specific instruments not necessarily writing it all out but trying to trying to write your own part you know on your instrument which is sure very difficult to do if yeah. you're not used to doing it and i think definitely as we've we've started to get more comfortable with it and you know it kind of you automatically start writing stuff like on a bass that is more you than than somebody else and i think like like the writing a song that is is supposed to convey a feeling i think comes easier too when you have like an idea of like what do i want to feel like you were saying like i want to feel like a sunday afternoon it's all i mean that's what music is just like feeling so if you have i think if you have some sort of feeling especially on like a more of a melodic instrument mm -hmm. you know like a piano or a, certainly yeah like it's it's easier to convey that for sure and i think um yeah i mean i i, th I think as we've progressed and as we've like started writing uh, more and, and trying to work together with each other, it definitely it's easier to kind of just be like, what do, what do we want this to, to feel like and sound like and, and kind of just do it. I think, yeah. you know, getting, getting more comfortable with that as a band. And then also like, I've been, I've been the main one writing more of the words and the lyrics. Uh -huh. So trying to, trying to, figure out, you know, if, if my brother Tucker comes in with a song, um, you know, like, what do I feel when I hear the song? And kind of build off of yeah, that. Yeah, to kind of, like, write lyrics to, or if I have a certain idea already that I can kind of, Yeah, you I know. think, uh, I think um, writing your first album, writing and releasing your first album is going to help with that as well, because you're, just like you know, strong, uh, strong structure. Song structure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, last night. Alliteration that's that's, is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know song structure, and um, you think about that while you're writing songs and bringing in instruments for certain parts. Mm -hmm. uh, I think th the, the same could be said for the anatomy of an album, because uh, it's supposed to convey its own story. Yeah. A lot of people will, will say, I mean, arguably, but... Um, you're gonna want a few party tracks here, then you're gonna want maybe something a little more emotional here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess it'll reinforce the importance of being able to elicit that variety. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the writing process, Definitely. you know, you'll be able to reverse think about some of these things. That I think in the future, and that'll that'll help you out. Um, with so many people in the band, how many, how many pieces of songs are being thrown in the pot yeah, at yeah. the same time i mean it's got to be a lot yeah that's that's um and that's definitely something too that like it it just you just have to you have to do it and like get through the the difficulty of 
trying to work in certain parts or being able to say like maybe let's not put that part in you know this song but maybe we could use it in in another song or maybe you know it's it's just a lot of like it, you have to compromise yeah, you know especially sure. like you know if i come in with a song that i have a specific idea for you know a lot of times it will inevitably change just because there's eight other people or however many other people you know that that get a certain feeling or a certain idea from from what i have um but there's 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 a yeah you have to compromise and be willing to kind of go somewhere where you might not have thought sure that it could go um have and you ever seen it fall into place like everybody just showed up that night with stuff that went together yeah 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 it's, it's definitely, seriously yeah for sure yeah like <laughs> we've been working on one we didn't record it um we didn't record it on, for the ep but we'll we'll end up doing it um probably for the for the full length uh thing um and my, my older brother kind of had an idea for a song and then i was like oh you know just we're, we we kind of just mess around on it and you know just jam and try to get it's almost like uh musical uh vomiting yeah you know just, just throw like all throwing every yeah. idea you have possible um because inevitably like once you keep going you'll find something where it's like okay this is I can work with this and sure um and so we got to that point with with this specific one and and then the horns this was just just the rhythm section so guitar bass drums i think dalton was probably there as well on uh percussion and keys and and we kind of had a brainstorm of a certain idea that we wanted to kind of continue with but it was pretty much just one section of a song yeah um and then we jammed a little bit with my cousin who plays guitar and and it just was like oh here we go all right we have we have a chorus part now and we have a little um you know like interlude section or whatever sure um, and a lot a lot of a lot of sounds coming in all at once yeah yeah um i would imagine it's you're not at a loss for inspiration because that's I mean, yes. somebody's gonna somebody's gonna have something all yeah. the time yeah for sure that's great man yeah and then the horns kind of came in and just have been have been working up a little part and um yeah from where it started too it's it's just so cool because we always take like voice memos of every time we play um just to have you know especially if you come up with an idea you're like sure you don't want to remember that yeah you know? yeah, yeah um, i do that and just going back and listening to it and then kind of using that as like a baseline and but it's starting to form and i've got some words to it now and um but yeah it was just kind of like it just it just happened and then there's other songs too like um that one of the songs we recorded for the ep where i was just playing bass by myself and i kind of came up with a couple of little parts um and it ended up just being that was the song but i didn't really plan it to be that sure um it just kind of happened i guess yeah. yeah um and i wanted to get you to mm -hmm. attempt to explain the sound of your band for people that haven't heard it but might be listening to this yeah because it, uh, uh, let me start by saying it it was crazy to me because i recognized the songs some of the songs that y'all are yeah, yeah. playing and then it morphs into something else which i think is unique and it needs to be said you know yeah um so like yeah originally when we started playing I, you know we were playing pretty much only covers um uh, but but the the this, the music that I like that 
that I listen to probably the most, you know, will play covers, but it's not it's not the song that you would originally hear, you know. Um, there's a lot of Allman Brothers songs or a lot of Allman Brothers albums where they do covers, and it's like this is not the song at all, but it's right. their it's own their it's take. their own thing. Sure. Um, which to me, that's you know, that's how you express yourself, I guess. Um, but we try to kind of build on that. Um, we're a huge fan of like jam bands, you know, Dave Matthews and um, Dumpster Funk and, and, you know, like I said, like New Orleans and just trying to pull in all these different pieces together um, into one cohesive thing. And I, I'd say, you know, we, we're, we're a, it's hard to describe, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself but yeah no it's, um, it's not easy but i would say you know definitely funk um funk soul uh blues um and we we just love to kind of try and take people you know or the listener you know somewhere else where they might not expect especially you know like if it's a cover or something like that we try to um a lot of times with with live shows we try to combine uh songs and without without stopping you know like so we'll play um you know one of the ones we two of the songs we cover um we do a john cleary song called when you get back mm -hmm. um great song um one of my favorite artists uh for sure and you know it's just like this this kind of new orleans groove sitting back a lot um and we play through the, the song, um, and then we transition to um, to If You Want Me To Stay by uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, and it's in the same key, exact same chord progression and everything. Um, and we try to just like seamlessly go into different songs mm -hmm. um, through other songs. Just because just it's, when, when, when you catch people off guard too, especially live, you know, it's, it, it it catches people's ear and you know it makes you want to stay and that's like frenchman street especially like if you're not interesting or like playing doing something sure. interesting like people are just gonna be like all right well i'm yeah. gonna go to the next place you're you know? one of many yeah yeah, yeah. which you, you that's want me to stay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is like that's the beauty of it too because it really makes you like work to like keep people invested and interested and like want to stay um and so we try to kind of do that and transition into different songs from song to song. Mm -hmm. um, and just because, like, when we first started playing, I was, I didn't really, like, it was, you know, the first couple of times, like, on stage, you know, you don't really, like, know what to say, like, to the audience well, in between, in between songs. songs. So just like, let's just keep, <clears throat> let's just keep playing. So, so I don't have to talk. Strictly antisocial <laughs> efforts, nothing to do with... Uh, yeah. Melody or chord progression, right? <laughs> but now I'm now I'm more comfortable, so like we can we can um, stop a little more now. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you did you have uh, so that was what it was to start? Yeah, yeah. It was a cover band that was presenting their own take on songs and combining songs, um, but it was covers. And then yeah. later on, y'all started to write your own material. Did it? Did somebody say let's do this, or I mean, did you feel like it was necessary? Yeah, I think when we first when we first started playing, it was, you know, we we were doing the the covers and stuff just to be able to get gigs, I guess, because a lot of the other guys in the band had had been in other bands where, you know, you start off and you only do original music, you know, which is which is great because you're writing stuff and you're doing your own parts and that's how you get better 
musically um obviously playing songs mm-hmm. you know that are you know cover songs is great too um but you know you play your own songs you play you know an hour set and it's all your own songs like no one knows the songs obviously once you play it more could, right well i mean it, yeah. it could be a tough sell it's, I it's a it. tough sell yeah um and so we kind of just started like that and um but we were always we were always had the mindset of you know having our own music and and writing our own music um and it just it just took time and a lot of like the pandemic was was spent doing that and just kind of working on our own stuff and uh and just trying to get more serious at at writing stuff um and it just ended up being where i was i've i've been writing pretty much all the 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 lyrics um to the songs if they have lyrics um and kind of combining forces with you know the horns and trying to get a like i was saying before like a cohesive sound you sure know? yeah so that's not scattered all over the place but yeah it was definitely something that we we wanted to do from the beginning write our own music and yeah um and we've we've kind of got the ball rolling uh now where you know we're we're writing a lot and we have the ability to kind of be like yeah oh, this one's not so good maybe let's work on this one more for mm-hmm. right now and um and you can always obviously you know come back to stuff and you know that's the voice memos too just saving stuff for sure for later you know with the original lineup being covers was it hard did you have to always be on the lookout for accidentally borrowing do you know what i mean when yeah, you're yeah. writing because i mean it, it happens to everyone you could sit for hours and write a song and then you play it back the next day and you realize <laughs> that ain't, that's not my song yeah. like it sounds too much <laughs> yeah. like this other thing i was yeah. listening to last week yeah yeah it definitely yeah for sure um and then like that's just part of that's just part of it because i mean the the greatest that i in my opinion like the best artists are emulating somebody else oh yeah you know whether or not it's it's super obvious um or not but doing it more at least for me has has gotten me to the point where um you know you can almost go into a song and be like i want to write a song like in the vein of you know okay. Fats Domino or whatever the the artist may be, um, but like playing more as we have you know the last couple of years, you kind of um, uncover your own kind of way of doing it, sure. you know, and where it's not it's not them, it's not their song or it's not their sound, but you know you could tell okay this is some you know he took some from here and some from here, and, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is I, I like doing that because. I love so many different artists and you know for me it's like I'm um you know it's out of respect you know yeah and it it is hard too because like you don't want it to be you don't want somebody to be like that's that's this person you know you want to be your own thing and I think just doing it more gets you more comfortable in yourself and yeah yeah it is an interesting caveat to um identity i would say because i mean there are a lot of musicians that i interview that they started playing at like 10 years old yeah and at 10 years old musician or not you're still trying to figure out who you are as a person yeah and then you grab an instrument you don't know why but now you have an additional void to fill up with your own sense of self-identity you know what i mean yes so coming out of covers and moving into originals i would say presents that challenge in a different fashion do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're you're discovering your own identity. You know what you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's time to figure out what you sound like. You know? uh, yeah, for sure. 
What do you think um, comes of uh, the originals? I mean, you have more now. You did the EP. You had a few, yeah. but you have more now that y'all have been writing since then. Uh, what do you think? And you kind of said it already, I guess, uh, what your genres are, but what do you think your band's identity is? Um, I think... I think already just having the setup that we have, it's a very unique sound. Um, and I don't know, I mean, we're definitely, the main roots are in uh, New Orleans funk. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that that kind of establishes like the base for like the identity sure. of, of us because we all love that style of music. Um, but just having so many people too, it allows you to kind of explore different avenues that, that you know, maybe four people wouldn't be able to, as opposed to like eight or nine. Absolutely. You know, just so many different styles. You know, like, you know, there's there's people in the band that love Steely Dan, and there's people in the band that love you know Wolfpack or uh, Tower of Power or you know all these different kinds of groups, and so being able to have that influence of all these different people i think just it creates like your own identity and i don't know if it's necessarily you know one specific thing but but yeah new orleans funk at least for me and i know for for a bunch of the guys in the group yeah that's where at least for me like i fell in love with like live music through that sure um you know seeing people like george porter and john cleary and dumpster funk um you know, playing at the Maple Leaf, like getting snuck in when I was like not uh, old enough to yeah. do that. Um, what and a just noble like, cause. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And just being a part of that because that's what it is with in New Orleans. Like, if you go and see live music, you know, at Jazz Fest or, you know, Fried Chicken Fest or, uh, Po Boy Fest on Oak Street or anything like that. Like, you're a part of it just being in the audience. Um, you know, and that's that's how like obviously like life in New Orleans I think is sure. um, just with Mardi Gras and everything and and like everybody everybody is kind of a part of it and so that was very like opening to me is like damn I could just we could just we could do this you know yeah. it doesn't matter who you are or like what you look like because um, if you if you love it and you work on it enough and and you kind of incorporate it into yourself and how you do things you know yeah. that's that's all it is you know um it is easier for us to be able to see live music and I think it makes it more approachable for some people because um, like I was saying before people start when they're young typically and mm -hmm. you're not always it doesn't always occur to a child that they could be on the radio yeah like that's not a person that's a celebrity it's yeah. a different being do you know what I'm saying so to, to have um, you know friends that share the same interest or to have an older brother to see him do it first it kind of hits home literally that you know you can actually be a part of these things you know and then to make the transition to um calling yourself a musician yeah you know that takes a while to be able to be comfortable with yeah you know? definitely so um but it, it seems like uh, y'all fit together well there's so many of you. I, yeah. hope, I hope that works out. Dude. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's got to be uh, logistically a yeah, nightmare yeah. at times. Um, you had mentioned the pandemic, too, was kind of a catalyst for some of this. And um, that's all I'm hearing, dude, so far. Uh, it's been amazing. 
how it revolutionized the soundscape. It's the genesis for people's first album. Yeah. Uh, it's the genesis for, uh, I had an artist that did uh, 41 music videos in 30 <laughs> days. Um, you know, yeah. so many incredible things that they would have never thought of before, but they were placed into this situation. It became necessary to keep moving forward. You're going to have to get creative. Yes. And I think we'll, we'll see a lot of good music coming uh, yeah. out of this. Art in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because it's not something you would think of off top, you know. Like if yeah. somebody asked you, what are the results going to be of this? You wouldn't say, great new music. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah, say, like, yeah. yes, you know. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, as far as your live performances go, um, have y'all just been kind of booking gigs at your leisure? Uh, is there any kind of uh, responsible party within the band for that or... How do you do it? Yeah, um, it's definitely something now where we've gotten into where we, we kind of know a lot of the, the, the people booking at venues and have just, you know, sort of gradually over time become friends with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's this number, here's here's this person's number. Sure. Um, you know, they're gonna call you about a gig. Um, and, and that's awesome because now we, we get we, we have issues with like overbooking where it's like people want us for, for this date. And it's like, ah, I mean, I would love to do that, but like we already took, you know, this this specific date, which is the best problem to have when you're a musician. Sure is, yeah, It's people right. asking you, you know, um, to play and you can't because you're already booked, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. But, I, you know, it obviously wasn't like that in the beginning. Um, a lot of the booking was Dalton, um, and a lot of it still is. Um, just because he he knows so many people um, in the industry and um, but I've I've gradually started being able to do that as well, um, which I would never would have thought uh, I would be doing like a couple years ago because I was just I, all I was just you know I, I was more like I'll just show up and play um, you know just tell me where to go mm-hmm. I'll do that but I've gotten more. Um, involved with booking and and um, communicating with like bookers and, and venues and which is great. I mean, it's it's awesome and yeah, it's definitely essential. It's yeah, an essential tool. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I think uh, I guess the first part of that is wanting to learn how to do these things. You got your mind's got to be in it. Your heart's got to be yes. in it. But after that, you realize how essential it is. Hundred um, percent. Have uh, some bands mentioned the pitfalls of kind of playing the same venue too many times? Mm-hmm. It's it's really easy to find yourself doing that. Yeah. And it's so easy to want to remain comfortable and familiarity is, yeah. is a comfort, you know? Yes. Have y'all had that problem at all? I think, um, in in the ver- in the beginning of us sort of playing, we did, but it was more out of the fact that we couldn't get more gigs. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, like comfortability for in terms of in terms of growing and getting better is like the worst possible thing yeah. because <clears throat> you're not gonna want to progress and and playing new venues and new places and for new crowds. I think is is obviously the best way to to get your name out there. Yeah. And just to get better, like we went from you know the most the most we would play is you know an hour hour and a half set to um, you know venues like D Max or um, you know the Maison or Thirty Ninety these different venues you know 
approaching us, you know, a year, year and a half ago saying, we want you to play the entire night. You know, we want you to have your own spe specific night. Um, and that's, you know, three, four plus hours of music. Right. Which is obviously, you know, you ask us for our own night, yes. But we had not nearly enough material. Gotcha. You know, so is that a necessity where we were like, okay, we need to learn new songs and we need to write our own songs because we need to be able to... Got to fill that time. Fill the time. Sure. Um, and that's been like the biggest blessing. Obviously, it was not great at the beginning because, you know, your fingers are blistering and <laughs> skin's falling off and I can't talk for two days. But having to do that and having to suffer through it is like the best possible way to get better because it's You're earning your stripes yeah man. exactly that's, that's yeah. essential too exactly if and you want to be able to call yourself a musician then you're going to have to do these yes things, you know? it's all about the the struggle you know you you get you get better that's that's the only way to to um progress yeah especially um you know playing new venues and you know bigger venues and festivals and different stuff like that you know you have to you have to be at the point where, you know, a three-hour, four-hour show is, like, easy, you know, or it's not something that you would think about. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? Normally, in the middle of podcasts, they give you a bunch of advertisements. But on the NewOrleansMusicians.com podcast, we like to shout out our local musicians. So if you're a solo artist or part of a band living in Louisiana and would like to get your shout-out, this is your chance. Text 504-708-4923 or email us at neworleansmusicians at gmail.com. It's 100% free, it's easy to do, and it puts your talent in front of a large audience. So once again, that's 504-708-4923 or email us at neworleansmusicians at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And now back to our show. How common is that? How common is that for y'all to have to play that pretty that common. length of time? Really? Pretty common. That's pretty much pretty much all of our shows. Um, the past year or so have been have been about three hours, three and a half hours, um, which is which is you know, it's on Frenchman Street too. It's it's very different because you know you go to a bar like D Max and. There's not as much foot traffic, obviously, as as somewhere near the French Quarter, and and so you're playing for three hours on Frenchman Street, and you know people are filing in and people are filing out, but like yeah. being able to kind of hold hold people's attention um, has been something that we've kind of started, on. yeah, and yeah. started to figure out a little more um, how to do that and how to keep energy up and you know when yeah. to maybe bring it down a little bit or, um, but yeah, that's that's been the the best thing. Um, best thing that's happened to us is just having to play these long, long shows. Yeah. Um, are you using it uh, since you have so much time? Are you using some of that time as kind of like a litmus to see how new material will go? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the basis for like us doing like the live EP. Um, you know, just trying to get these songs up to par enough to where we've played them live you know 40 times and they're tight and everyone has a specific part sure. so that when we go in the studio um to record we're literally i mean we're it's it's no easy yeah. and we're not writing parts we're not figuring out you know maybe do this here and maybe don't do that here we've kind of through trial and error and also through just like 
practicing together, um, kind of have already figured all that out, which is great. And that's the beauty of like a three hour show. Cause you know, there's 150 people in the, in the venue, you know, and, and you play one of your own songs and, and it responds well to people. And you right. know, they're like, man, who's that song by? It's like, yeah, it's, that's us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but do you do it like that? Yeah. Like sideways <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, <clears throat> and then also sometimes like we've, we've, use that to like try out a new song like the other day we were at dmax uh playing a show and we hadn't played this brand new song that we wrote uh live in front of anybody and there's like four people there you know and then it's like all right well this can't it, hurt yeah and it doesn't it matters obviously because it's practice you know it's it's yeah. getting it's getting the work in and, and reps and um but it's the you know the pressure's off maybe a little bit more and and that kind of gives you a little more opportunity to maybe you know, maybe I'll try this out, you sure. know, this part that yeah. I didn't, you know, so. Do you, um, so all of this, this material, the EP and the album and your shows and all these things have kind of fell into place out of necessity. Um, do you think that there's any sort of strategy for the exposure of new material versus what you release? And I don't know if I framed it up very well in a question, but I'll give you, for example, yeah. some entertainers, they'll save certain material to be recorded, but they can't release that until they at least tour for a while, right. because otherwise people are showing up to hear stuff that they already heard. It, yeah. it's a, you want a kind of a, a healthy mixture, I think, and it shows, do you have any kind of strategy for what you're releasing and, and what you're playing live? Yeah. You're just I, doing it all right now, yeah. I guess, but in the future, let's yeah, see. No, yeah, so for the, for the EP uh, specifically, um, we are obviously you know we're we're based in new orleans and we we play mainly in new orleans right now so a lot of this the the month of february is going to be based around mardi gras um and we have some very exciting gigs lined up for that mm -hmm. um that will will get us a lot of exposure um and so we're kind of right now aiming for uh releasing it right before then mm -hmm. um and we're going to be doing um, the Crew de Vue ball, uh, nice. playing the ball. And then we're doing a, um, a gig on top of a float in the crew of Mad Hatters. Awesome. Um, and possibly a couple other things as well in that month. Um, and so we're trying to just like kind of blast, um, you know, social media and that kind of stuff around that month to be our release for the new stuff. In February? In February uh -huh. and also, um, or I guess the end of January we're shooting for, um, to be able to have it out for when we go to the ball, you know, to promote that sure. uh, there um, with people, you know, hopefully already gaining some interest from, from our set at the, you know, at the ball with, with the, the crew there. Yeah. A lot of, you know, uh, drunk and uh, disorderly <laughs> people hopefully will be very interested and yeah, uh, liberal with the funds. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and same thing with the, you know, the float, you know, um, in Metairie, um, kind of tapping into a couple of different um, areas um, and spreading out a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. being able to kind of touch down in, you know, a couple of different like markets, I guess. Sure, um, sure, sure. Are you are you playing this this material that's about to be released? Are you playing that now live? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And and that was we we recorded in uh, October, 
And so a lot of, you know, the summer and the months leading up to that was kind of us trying to figure out, like I was saying before, different parts for different songs and sure. just working them up to be able to go into the studio and kind of get them done, lay them down really easily. And, um, and yeah, and so we've been just keep, you know, hammering those same songs, um, you know, just to get them tighter and just to play them more and sure. um, work yeah. them into different spots in the set, you yeah. know, um, so yeah. And, and, and moving forward, uh, it sounds like maybe uh, a lot was based around, uh, a, lot of a lot of your movement was based around uh, marketing, marketability mm -hmm. and timing with uh, um, Mardi Gras and things yeah. like that to, to kind of, I guess, help promote that release. Yeah, and we, it's, it's, been, it's been something that we have the ability to actually think about more you know, just like, when do we want to actually release this? Or like, yeah. when, you know, because we didn't have it before. So, so it, it gives you a, you know, you have to make it, you don't have to, but we, we like to make it something that's, that's special, you know? Right. Um, well, it's, like a tether to an occasion yeah, special? Yeah, or it yeah. is its own occasion special? I, th I think a little bit of both, but definitely, <clears throat> you know, if you're, if you're playing live like we do a lot, you know, just being able to say like, hey, we're going to have this out you know and knowing literally tell people instead yeah. of you know just on you know it's great to post it on social media and stuff like that and let people know but not everybody's gonna see it you know right. not everybody that follows you looks at all your posts or yeah. reads the whole post you so know? you got a specific date um not as of yet oh okay i thought i thought that's what you were alluding to no, you had a specific <laughs> date. yeah we're still we're still <clears throat> in the process of mixing it all um uh, we were working on some earlier, just um, and then I'm probably gonna do some some vocal stuff uh, later tonight, and just you know we're still just kind of working it up and and trying to get it right, just because we want to you know I mean you don't want to release something that's not ready yeah. you know, yeah. um, and so that's that's the plan. Um, I was the end of January. That's okay. Yeah. All <laughs> it's right. more solid than. I don't want to throw you under yeah. the bus. Yeah. But I'm, I'm calling you at the end of January. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. where's where's the set? Yeah, Dude, I thought yeah. we had an agreement. Yeah. yeah. We'll call it a carnival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Carnival season. That's yeah. Season. That's there you awesome. go. That's good, man. Yeah. I, hope, I wish you all the best on that. Yeah. Um, what hasn't worked for you so far? Um, real big general question, but what hasn't worked as far as um, you know? What what doesn't work? when you're writing new material or what doesn't work for you when you're booking or what doesn't work for you uh, when you're assembling this this album to be really have yeah. you noticed some things that are just you know don'ts for for any musician or maybe just for y'all yeah I think yeah just being able to like especially like you know we've we've we we're talking about before um, just having so many people mm -hmm. um, and being able to like you have to there has to be uh, clear and concise communication between everybody, you know, mm -hmm. or else it, it it's not going to work. And like that's that's been something that we've kind of learned and and have been working on, you know, just just to get better at. You know, when you have a phone and somebody texts you, you don't have to answer it, you right. know. And that's like that's great in some cases and also not great because you know, like if you have a brain like me, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody texts you something that you don't necessarily want to answer and you're like, maybe I'll just wait and not answer it, you know, and, but just like being able to, to communicate to, you know, who's in the band and like, um, because we have a lot of people, so it's a lot of moving parts, you know, people are out of town sure. maybe one day and, 
you know, can't come to a gig or, you know, something like that. And I, th I think that's mainly for us has been something that we've been trying to work on more and it's been way better. And, um, you know, that's just grow what's, what's growing aided with you with that. What's helped you? Um, I think just our, don't say answering your text. We will no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real answers <laughs> yeah, here. No, you know? I think. Somebody will be like, oh, I yeah. never thought of that. <laughs> I think just like having the the people that we do in the band that that are passionate and like want to make it work. I think that's that's the best. Obviously, that's that's kind of a no brainer. But like, if you have people that that don't really want to make it work or don't care as much, it's not going to work. But if everybody is kind of all in and and everybody is kind of working together, which we have, um, you know, thankfully, yeah. it, it's a lot easier to kind of be like, all right, I need to be, you know, I need to be answering more. I need to be, um, you know, trying to get together more, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that's important. And I think too, like with touching like on, an, on a separate note for like difficulties, like, like writing music more, I've learned, um, and it kind of goes with anything, but like forcing, forcing stuff is never. No, it's an impossible. It's impossible. You want you know? a genuine result. That's exactly. Sure. And if you, you know, with writing or you know, just communicating with people, like, um, if you're trying to force something down somebody's throat, or you're trying to force, you know, uh, a song to work, you know, or a, a lyric to work, and it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's you know. Sometimes you just have to. You know, you got to just move on and, and try something that, you know, maybe, you, you know, you're sitting in the, in the, you know, shower or whatever, just singing to yourself and you're like, oh, that works, you know, and it's not forced. It's not anything that was, yeah. you know, or same thing with communication. You know, you have to, there's a, there's a, like a give and take between people, you know, any, doing anything where, you know, if you, if you try and force someone to do something, they're, they're going to want to do it less. Right. You know, you kind of have to give them a reason to to want to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? A little um, bit of freedom too. Yeah, has yeah. It, has there been any mandatories uh, in your band? Any kind of mandatory anything? Not. I mean, some some of the stuff like recording. You know, we okay. want everybody to be there. Yeah. And that's you know not more of like you have to be here. It's like we want you to be here so that we sound the way we should sound. Sure. Um, but we've gotten to the point where we, we all have been playing together for long enough to where we can kind of, uh, we have the ability to be able to like listen to, you know, somebody else playing something and, and, you know, maybe not have to work on it as hard as we would have before, obviously. Because you're doing remote? Is that what you're saying? No, just like, we try to kind of divide between sections a lot of times and just uh -huh. kind of do horns. Gotcha. working on their own stuff and rhythm section working on their own stuff and obviously we'll combine and do stuff together but um it's so hard to get people in one spot you know it's it's kind of pointless to try and you know three days a week we all need to be together in this one spot at the same yeah. time um and instead we've tried to kind of delegate to where like you know the horns will get together this day um or whatever day y'all y'all figure out and the, the rhythm section will get together and then usually we do like a, a day before um, you know if we have a show we'll all get together and yeah. kind of work on whatever we want to work on for the next day for the show and um, I think that's helped a lot just just trying to 
organize ourselves a little bit better, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a necessity with yes. so many people, yeah, I would imagine. definitely. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, after the release of uh, the upcoming album, or I should say looking back on it, um, how did you feel with the album itself because that's not a live that's mm -hmm. not recorded live together like the ep was it's recorded in a different fashion correct we're so that will be something that we decide on but i think going off of like how we did the ep we'll probably do it in a similar fashion where really? we're all in the same same all room yeah and like there's definitely you know um it's not like one take or it's not you know i mean we're um, you know, there's there's sections that need to be overdubbed and, and like, you know, some vocal parts that I might put on top or stuff like that. But we kind of, we definitely lean toward more of, you know, being able to like see each other while we're playing and, gotcha. and feeding off of each other. And I think so, at least for right now, that's the plan of how we're, you know, planning on doing, um, you know, the next stuff we record. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, big thing of that was, uh, doing it together in the live room, but taking full advantage of the recording process and yeah. being able to go over after with the same microphones, the same horn players, and the same take, but just kind of reverberate and re you know polish up those parts, so be able to yeah. put the focus in and drill it. Yeah. That way, they have the credit they deserve for the work they put in for the parts. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. I mean, you, you, you I guess certain parts people want isolated like the vocals or sure. something I mean that's why they have ISO booths for yeah. things like that but um but so it's not a necessity <clears throat> and honestly you know bands of yesteryear uh that's all they did they right. were all they were all in the same room yeah. together yeah that's um, that's some of the coolest stuff too like you listen to um, it is. you listen to Fats Domino um you know Ray Charles uh you know guys in the in the, the 50s and 60s and obviously before that and it was one mic in the middle of the room with you know however many people playing and you know if if somebody messed up on one part you just have to do the whole thing again and there's something to that which i i love and um just kind of that like raw like it's you know it's raw music it's not you know obviously there's there's effects you know um especially now like just the ability to put different effects on different you know instruments and parts but yeah there's something about that just you know having one mic everybody in the same room sure. you know it's more of a performance than it would be if you're all it's more honest I yeah get what you're yeah saying. yeah yeah it's more honest and honestly um to, to back what you were saying earlier i mean you could put a thousand effects on something and it no longer resembles right the moment in time which is what was supposed to be yeah. captured it's yeah. a moment in time audio moment yes. in time you know 100 percent so um so that's cool so i i guess uh for future albums uh that's going to be an element that you're going to want to preserve then yeah staying th together for I, the recordings yeah i think so and and we definitely have some plans to to do um some some live uh recorded albums like at, at venues and stuff like that okay um with us on stage you know for an audience and um that's some of my favorite stuff to listen to um I don't find that to be too common. I'm gonna be honest with you. Maybe yeah. it's just me, 
but it's, if it's I, really not, it's not these days. But right, that, but but I mean, like the preference is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if I'm choosing between a studio album and a live album, I'm going to choose the studio album yeah. for the quality of the sound. Yeah, no, definitely. Maybe today that's different. Maybe the, you can avoid some of those pitfalls that they, they couldn't in the past with the technology that they had, but um, I was just pointing out that it's kind of uncommon for someone to say, well, I prefer yeah. listening to the, the live recording. Yeah. And typically that usually be for... The difference in how you know we said we play live compared to record because live i mean you're capturing you're you're pulling all these different elements out from within sure and you're feeding off the crowd and that's something that other people like allman brothers used to yeah uh they they wouldn't record a song until they've played it live in front of people but then when they played it when they do record it mm -hmm. they have people there so that they basically have their own audience of their closest friends and whatnot gotcha and they would feed off of that but that's going to be the biggest element in uh in the recording process for us is meeting in the middle between the the benefits of production in the studio and the benefits of the elements that you capture live sure gotcha that'll be fun yeah uh, it's uh something unto itself I, <coughs> excuse me i would say something unto itself because uh the, of the qualities it presents but also because it's kind of rare like you don't see it as much anymore yeah yeah and i think just like it's 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 a different feeling that you get you know you, you if you listen to like some live stuff and you know you feel the crowd you know build and and the energy from the band as well kind of does the same thing i mean it's kind of inevitable if you know you have you know whatever however, however many people um in a crowd cheering or not cheering uh hopefully cheering <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know you have however many people um you know going crazy and it, it you know it, it it gives you it gives you extra it gives sure. you adrenaline it gives you yeah. you know maybe something that you might not have gotten out of uh the studio mm -hmm. um and like like i said before like i love I, i'm it's not i wouldn't say it's a it's a me liking one more than the other but but it's just it's different it's a different Okay, so you know just, I mean? it adds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it and adds I, to the experience, I guess. Yeah, and it depends what I'm in the mood for, too, you know? Like, um, you know, I love, like, folk music, too. Like, I love, um, uh, you know, Bob Dylan and, and Simon and Garfunkel and, um, you know, whoever else I could name that I can't think of right now. Um, but I also love listening to, like, you know, a Dave Matthews album from, you know, 2002 and then listening to another one 10 years later and it's the same songs all in a different order and mm -hmm. they're you know they have different feelings and emotions that are like attached to them and that's, that's the coolest stuff for me is just like um you know same thing with the Allman Brothers just like looking at different shows and being like wow they played this song last instead of first mm -hmm. and it's like completely different you know it's a completely different feeling it's a completely different um uh, you know the the basis is still there, but like the, I guess how they how they get to certain parts is different. And yeah, yeah, you know. You go from operating on instinct and I mean it's instinct versus premeditation. Basically. Yeah. So you're getting two different versions of the person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love finding out later on the backstory, like when they do documentaries and yeah, things, yeah, you know, yeah. and you realize why that album sounded so much more angry than the one before. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. The drama that was going yeah, on within yeah, the yeah. band or no, things, yeah. of, things of that 100%. nature. 100%. Do you all get together after shows and discuss what you feel worked well and what didn't as far as, 
I don't know, a set list or parts in a song or anything like that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to play sports in high school. I played football and everything, and, like, you watch film, you know, like, after a game um, or whatever you're, you know, whatever you're doing um, to get better. And, yeah, we do the same thing. We always, almost always take voice memos of, like, our, our live shows um, so we can listen back. And a lot of times we'll, we'll go back to our, our recording space or uh, practice space and um, yeah listen back and just kind of listen to to you know maybe not the whole entire thing but certain parts where people were like oh this song was insane you know let's listen to that one and, um, a lot of you know not a lot of times but you'll get the occasional one where it's like okay it sounded way better in my head when we were playing it. <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, a lot but, of things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah but um, but it's and that's the best to, to just be <clears> like alright <throat> you know especially with writing your own parts for your own songs um listening to us play one of our own songs and being like that part was great we need to we need to uh, emphasize that sure that needs to be a specific part when we play it the next time live sure um, or maybe the opposite of that you know saying maybe i shouldn't play that on bass maybe i should do something different um but i think that's important for us to just getting better live um and kind of working our set list and um, being able to listen back and, and hear somewhat of what the audience was hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's an that's important aspect of, uh, yeah, like after a show. Yeah, definitely. How much did you think that it influences uh, your decisions when it comes to the album? Um, or do you just keep the two separate in your mind? Yeah, I... I think I think it's it's I think it's separate because we do we do try and change up uh, the set list a lot in terms of positioning of like mm -hmm. songs or what we're gonna open with, um, just because I like doing I like doing stuff differently, I, trying to do stuff differently every time you know and trying not to okay. play something maybe the the mm. same way even yeah. an original that you know that we've recorded and even doing it live maybe slightly differently that. You know, it gives somebody maybe that knows the song, if they know the song, you know, it's like, oh, you know, they kind of feel together in on it, um, which a lot of like jam bands will do. Um. I think it's mutually beneficial, though, because I mean, if you're if you're a band that's gigging a lot, you're going to get tired of playing exactly. the same thing all exactly. the time, the yeah. same way. And respectively, the audience, I mean, you got some people that are going to go to several of your shows because right. they like you that much. Yeah. And they're going to be disappointed if you open up with the same thing and close with the same exactly. thing, you know? Yeah, and that's just, that's, yeah, that's a really good point, too, because then you'll have, you know, you have to balance it where it's like, you know, this person may have seen you the last six times you've played. Yeah. Or, you know, there's people here that have never seen you play ever, you know? Right. So it's just finding a balance of, like, we want to change it to where we're we're less comfortable with it you know uh not not to the point where we you know we're not sure what we're doing but um just changing it up to where it's 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 different and we're 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 having to like work through things on stage as well yeah and and also to where you know someone listening to us is not like well this is not what i you know this is not what i expected to hear but it's it's a balance you know sure. i think i think doing playing more live helps with that you know? yeah uh, going back to the the mixture of covers and originals um, like we were talking about earlier um, 
I went and saw a band recently, and I mean, I'm not a fanatic of theirs. I know of them, mm-hmm. a few of their songs, but I went with people that were really well familiar with yeah. their catalog, and they didn't recognize like one song. It was really? all new stuff. And was that Goose? Um, I'm not gonna say okay. who it was, <laughs> but um, not only is it a hard sell. I mean, what are you what are you doing for the audience? And I, I guess we won't. We won't insert pocket chocolate into that particular band yeah. scenario. That particular band's got you know eight albums out or something yeah. like that. But for for y'all, um, the the mixture of covers and new material um, is that a delicate mixture for y'all? Do you do you feel like you kind of lean on a cover here and there to keep the momentum going? You know, I mean, yeah. does it have its place. We definitely have certain songs that we have gotten to the point where. You know, um, we know exactly what it's gonna do, like when we play it. Sure. Um, and that's that's the cool part too. Like I I, I do a lot of like the um, usually like just right before the show, I'll kind of make a a rough set list. Sure. Um, and you want to have it's based on like feeling, like you know, yeah, like yeah. I said before, uh, and like a little crescendo, yeah, you want to you want to be able for a minute, exactly, yeah, yeah. and. You know, having, especially too, like, I'm singing, you know, pretty much most of the show. We have a good bit of, like, instrumental stuff as well that we do, but um, just being able to be like, all right, I can't sing these two back to back or I'm going to lose my voice. Right. Um, You know, and trying to balance that and, yeah, like you said, just like energy levels and um, there's definitely a good bit of covers and, and, you know, a couple of our own songs that we've gotten to the point where it's like, we can play this and it's going to get a certain response yeah if we need that you know specific thing the energy's dead you know we need to bring it up or sure has it directly influenced how you're going to arrange your material for the album the order in which you're going to arrange your material um it's not as crucial i would think it's it's not as crucial but i i definitely think that just thinking about the set list does help with that just because you know i mean I, I love listening to, to vinyl, you know, I have like a, a, a record player and it's so different to be able to listen to an album all the way through than it is, you know, if you're on, on a streaming service and you can just kind of pick and choose, you know. I it's mean, a soulless endeavor, exactly, dude. You're yeah. getting music delivered to you, but right. it's just not the same like you It's saying. not. And uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of certain bands and, you know, concept albums where you're, you're, you're not supposed, obviously there's no way you're supposed to listen to anything, but there's a clear outline of how sure. it is arranged. That's how they wanted to present it. Right. It's a, it's a presentation. Yes. And I think, I think that is important too in, in just like thinking about it that way, especially with a, an album, you know, thinking about how is, this, um, how is this laid out, similar to like a song, you know, you don't want to just beat people over the head every, you know. Sure. You know. Yeah. It has to, there has to be some sort of... Um, you know, path and, you know, yeah. high and low. And uh, I think that's important, definitely, on, you know, in a set list and for, for an album. Yeah. But I mean, the set list, having, having to sharpen your skills on the set list and, and from trial and error mm-hmm. and, and seeing those reactions, I'm sure it's had a direct influence on how you structure and order your set list for your, for your album, is what yeah. I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because basically with the album, Part of that goal is to make, you know, if we want people to be able to sit down and listen to the whole album, 
like uh, people don't do as much anymore. Right. We want it to be as close as it is to going. What to works see our on stage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So people want to see us and see our whole show. Seeing our whole album should capture that same sort of feel. Where mm-hmm. It's almost like we've tried this over a hundred, hundred plus times. Sure. And tested this on numerous different crowds to where it's we see what works, we see what doesn't, and then kind of just base our you know, alignment off of that. Yeah. It's close to just what is pocket chocolate, you know? Right, right, I got you. Um, can you, uh, can you cite a time where um, it just went to shit? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be. I guess on stage would be more yeah, relevant. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, there's been some. There, there's a couple of fun stories. Um, but our our very first gig that we ever played together um, in in New Orleans, we um, we did this like it was like this like producer showcase. You know, and our, music yeah. Already, already, you know, you get it's a little murky because you're like, all right, we're gonna do this, and then you know, you have to like pay to play. And the, the whole point is, you know, there's supposed to be um, A&Rs and people yeah, in the out, music out business. In, and Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we show up, we're supposed to play at, you know, 11 o'clock, uh, whatever, the, whatever the time was. And we get there, you know, first gig and, and all that. So we got there a little early. We're there at like, you know, 9.30 or 10 o'clock, just, just hanging out, listening to the other people playing. Um, it's supposed to be like a 40-minute set or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and we're all being idiots and you know just yeah hanging out waiting the, the person in charge comes up to us like all right well we're kind of we're a little like um we've been we got pushed back a little bit so we're gonna have to push y'all till uh probably about 1 a.m and we're like okay so <laughs> we're there at 9 30 oh, you know, and we don't go on stage until like 2 15 and by by the point uh, you know the la- the person before us finished, and all the people have left and are picking up the chairs at this venue. And we're like, all right, what is going on here? So we're talking to the lady, and uh, she's like, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna like call it because there's there's nobody there's nobody here. And we're like, all right, well we paid yeah. to play here, so we're gonna play. Um, and so literally it was it was um, one of the one of the band members' uh, girlfriend. Um, the bartender and the owner of the the venue, who didn't have anything to do with the the thing, they were just hosting it. Um, right. And then the lady in charge of the the um, you know festival or whatever, and we played for you know thirty minutes, and that was our first uh, set together. It was just like you know four people or whatever. But you know that's that's part of it, and you know we've had we've had instances where like you know. Um, like somebody will start a song and like you know like it's not it's not uh you know maybe like the they're they're playing like the wrong you know key or whatever you can't like hear the other person you can't playing. hear like yeah the venue doesn't have a sound guy, yeah. but there was yeah. one, there was one time we played at midnight revival and it had been raining that day we didn't know oh, there was right, going to be a parade yeah. also around the venue so mm-hmm. for the same exact time that we we're meant to be there setting up. So um, that part, you know, we could could have probably figured that out. But they were just doing some renovations. They had some tarps up and whatnot, and it had been raining. I'll restate. Uh, so halfway through our set, all of a sudden, the drummer notices like a little tiny stream of water coming down. 
And then within 10 seconds... Then the heavens it, opened up. Yeah, the heavens <laughs> yeah. opened. There's a cascade of water yeah. flying oh, down. Man. And it's just not stopping. Yeah. It's like there are gallons on gallons and gallons Caught of up water in the tarp. jumping yeah. over their equipment uh, on the, the corner of the stage. And it was the house equipment. All of our stuff was yeah, oh. luckily out of the way. But, <laughs> man, that was... Uh, was that it for uh, the show? Point of the sh- no, we kept playing. Yeah, we, uh. kept, we, kept, we kept going. But yeah, we've yeah, you know, that's that's just part of it too. Just playing a lot, you know. You yeah. But that's experience, and you know. What's gonna be uh, the follow up to this album that comes out? Because you're already performing the material. Now you're gonna put out the album. Are you going to possibly book a tour, or what's your idea? Yeah, um, we've been. Uh, we've been kind of in the process of uh, communicating with some people that that have um, some connections. Yeah, like throughout uh, the Gulf South mainly right now. Um, and there's a couple of venues that we play at right now that that are um, that are well, one in particular that's opening a new venue in uh, Florida. Convenient. Um, and we'll we'll. Well, yeah, in Alabama, uh, in Gulf Shores, and um, yeah, super convenient. So you know, just having the ability to go there, and um, you know, knowing a couple bands that have the um, connections to where you know, you know, they, they they come here for a show, and we'll play with them. And if they play a show in you know Austin or you know uh, Lafayette or Absolutely. you know just yeah. touching into different um, different areas where we can you know obviously you know you want to you want to make some money but also kind of just gain a you know a following and and just have people where you know you can go back to these certain places and and have a a solid foundation that you're kind of laying down and not just in new orleans you know which is obviously new orleans is is like the home base and um so this is going to be like uh, a gulf south perhaps yeah yeah and we're we're slowly getting to where um, we have the ability to do that um, just with you know having your own music out as opposed to not having your own music out like sending it to venues and just being sure. like hey this is this yeah. is what we sound like um, you know we'd love to play here um, you know we we were you know this guy from this band told us you know this is a great venue and we're trying to you know just Having having um, different people kind of on your side helps, and that's just part of knowing yeah. people and meeting people through the industry. And yeah, gotcha. How much was left over after you decided what tracks were going on the set, or have you done that yet? Yeah, um, we did four originals and two covers. I think five originals. Did we do? Five? Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So. It'll probably be, it'll be uh, one, we'll pick one cover um, just because that is part of like, that's, it, it, it's uh, an homage as much sure. as it is to, as a, you know, um, you know, sort of like a bread and butter. Like we know this works, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, that, the, you're, you're speaking on the, the EP? The EP. The, okay. The EP. That's what I thought. Um, what I was asking was uh, with this, upcoming oh, album, I gotcha. yeah. um, were there tracks left over that might make it into a future release or was what was left over discarded basically? No, there'll definitely be, there'll definitely be stuff that, that we will, um, 
work up a little bit more and, and I, I'm definitely not in the in the uh, camp of like throwing stuff away right um, but there there also has to, it has to be like I was saying before it has to be um, uh, what's it called it has to be um, natural um, you know you can't force it if it's not right and everybody's not really feeling a certain song you know forcing yeah. it is the worst thing you could do and so what are y'all doing voting y'all voting like that one stays that one goes i mean yeah i wouldn't I, I don't think more of i don't think it's it's necessarily like a an actual vote but more of a consensus of like gotcha. you know i'd rather not do this one right now and maybe work on it or maybe add a new part to it or yeah like it's not ready yet yeah yeah gotcha. and we definitely have stuff that that even you know yeah like you say now like um that might not make it you know on the on the on the album but um you know obviously we plan on doing more you know more releases sure. and more stuff like that and um how many tracks the, the upcoming album um i would uh i mean maybe maybe 12 that's probably because we have we'll have five on the EP, yeah, um, and I think at this point too, we've we've worked up enough songs that aren't on the EP to where it'll be, um, you know, twelve, maybe fourteen. We're still kind of, you know, figuring Moving that out. And, yeah, yeah, because gotcha. you know, I like I was saying again, like I was saying before, you know, you don't want to um, put something on there just to put something on there. Right. It has to, you know, it has to be something that we all like and. Something that's ready. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, where the people can find you, we won't say show dates because uh, time sensitive stuff doesn't make it out in right. time. But um, you, you have online sources that people can come to check you out. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Pocket Chocolate Music, and then we have Venmo. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, the what? What's the what is the actual website domain name? Uh, the domain name can be found in our link tree. On ah, there you go. Our Facebook, our Instagram, on the YouTube page. It pretty much has everything that you would need. Your link tree accessible through on your Facebook. Yeah, it's in our bio. <coughs> on every okay. Page, on every, on every page. bio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And on our on our website, you'll be able to find all of our dates in the profile of our Instagram. You'll be able to find all of our dates upcoming, and uh, even in some of the most recent posts. All you'll right. Be able to find a collective shot of all. Of yep. All Good deal. Dates. I'll throw that in the uh, article. Since you got a link tree, I guess I'll just go ahead and snag that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Make it easy for me. Yeah. All right, man. Pocket chocolate. Yep. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, man. man. Yeah, of course. Hey, this is Levi from Miss Lair, Southern Brutality, 1016. Look, man, we all start off as jam bands. We get together, we push our souls all throughout the speakers, man. Simple as that. The connections that we form with our crowds and followers is nothing like any other. And we'd love to have you back. Click that old button, show your support, or you can check us out at Buy Me a Coffee. Black, 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 that's buy me a coffee backslash New Orleans Music. I said buy me a coffee backslash New Orleans Music. I have spoken. Yeah, 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 yeah.